Welcome, welcome. I'm going to scoot in. Welcome, fair listener. Is that a metaphor? <laughs> scoot in is a metaphor for what? Well, I'll lean in to listen. Oh, I got Some you. Of those kind of things. Okay. Well, that's fine. Welcome to the Lake Hooplands podcast brought to you by Brendan and Scott. Of course, I'm Scott. I'm Brendan over here, but the main man has returned. Coach he, Joe Duffield. He's taking a charge. Back again. Back again. Back again. Excellent. Joe uh, Duffield hit over a thousand points yesterday in Lake Highlands <laughs> basketball history. Joe Duffield did. That's I have a scored point. I, I don't scored a point. I don't think you've read the run sheet. Man, that that's a tease though. I'm just misinformed. Uh, we of course are brought to us, brought to us, brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Tritex Cabinets. www.tritexcabinets.com. This is our last regular season program. Tritex has been an excellent sponsor to us. You've used them. I've spoken with them. You're going to use them again at some point. Joe Duffield's going to use them for all the trophies. Uh, and, you know, I I saw a thing. My son likes to watch YouTube. I don't know if there's other kids out there like that. But there was this guy building a cabinet, no, a game room under his mom's stairs. Like a secret game room. And it had like a bookcase over it with like a secret handle and i was like that that should be a tritex cabinet you should make a cool bookcase cabinet that you can hide behind and play your video games yeah well secret secret hideaway yeah you're a big video game guy right i love video games they still do up up down left right a b that's (laughs) me that's contra that's contra uh that was a great one as well pitfall but thank you again to trey chapman and tritex cabinets for sponsoring all eight of our regular season Lake Hooplands podcast. We appreciate you, Trey. Well, let's get into it. Um, a lot of snow days uh, <laughs> this last week. One very questionable snow day on Friday. Uh, but but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no school. Did you get any practice in? Is that legal? How, how do you go about preparing for a game on Friday when you didn't have any practice? Yeah, so it, it threw us... Uh, for a little bit of a loop, we did get to practice Monday. Uh, they didn't let us do anything after school, but we were able to get a good practice in, and, and we're really preparing for Urban MacArthur, who was our Tuesday opponent. Um, and then the next three days, we weren't able to uh, get in school and practice uh, at Lake Highlands. So we, you know, then turned around and played Friday against Richardson. Um, so a different opponent, and, and in a very big game for both of us. Um, and then the Irving MacArthur game gets moved to Saturday. So, you know, both those games really came down to just going out and playing. And, uh, you know, it being the second round of district, having already played both teams, I think I think that helped in knowing kind of what was successful the first time, what parts of the game plan we wanted to keep and what we wanted to change. Um, but our kids did really well, even, even with the little break. Did it feel slow, the first half of that Richardson game? Uh, yeah, they definitely tried to do the same thing as other teams as far as controlling the pace and slowing it down and really taking their time. Uh, you know, they have the big kid, Tim Jordan, who is a very talented player, and I think they liked the mass matchup with him and our big guy with Samson. And so they tried to isolate him, pull him out the half court a lot. And, uh, you know, we did some things to speed the game up, and uh, I thought our kids did a really good job on Tim Jordan. He had he had one monster dunk, but he finished with six points. Um which, you know, we challenged our guys to do a better job stopping him, and, and I think they did. Samson had six points in dunks yesterday. Yeah, he had quite a few dunks. <laughs> he did. He missed a couple, too. A lot of, a lot of dunks on the season. Um, let's, let's jump real quick into the uh, Lady Wildcats. Um, we've got Coach MJ comes on the show and gets serious mojo. <laughs> they are now up to third in district. Um, they are really playing Lockdown defense. Um, I think they're in the playoffs too. Yeah, yes. If it started today, right? Yeah, yeah they Even have one they... game left. They clinch third. Their yeah. their win Saturday over JJ Pierce was a Huge. really big win. Yeah, really big win for seeding. They were kind of tied neck and neck for third and fourth, and uh, I think they won by eleven at Pierce. Um, so big shout out to the ladies. Uh, you know, and they've just had so much adversity with with the injuries and and losing some key players. So for them to make it back to the playoffs and not only make it back, but get third in a tough district, um, you know, hoping they do well with Highland Park on Tuesday, and then they'll start the playoffs the following week. Uh, I think she said maybe looking like maybe Arlington Bowie might be that first-round matchup. 
We'll uh, get over to Highland Park on Tuesday night, uh, 7 p.m. tip for the ladies in action. Uh, the Scots, the Lady Scots, are in first place in district. Um, however, uh, they've got to be uh, a little bit jittery going against an upstart uh, Lady Wildcats team. They're scared. Um, Just say it. They're not jittery. They're scared. Well, I, I, jittery is a better <laughs> word. Uh, Lake Highlands, the, the girls definitely played them better than anybody else in the district. I mean, they had, they had chances to knock them They had them, them tied at halftime. Yeah, yeah. It was a really, really good game. They just kind of separated a little bit at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But, you know, our girls played them tough, so hopefully they can do the same thing over there. Now, are you scheduling more double headers next year so you can watch Kate play? Uh, you know, I'd love that. We vote on that. Uh, I think it was really cool to have, be able to do that three or four times this year. Um, that that scheduling was really not uh, intentional. It just it, it's very weird for us to have a nine team district and them to have an eight team district because mm -hmm. uh, Jesuit there's no girls team. So um, factoring in buys and then factoring in Jesuit. The girls kind of made their own schedule. Guys made their own schedule, and and we just knew that there will be some doubleheaders in there. So it'll be the same next year. Uh, you're always realignment happens every two years. That's kind of where you plan the schedule out, and then if you played somebody at home first this year, it just it just flips the next year. So mm -hmm. the schedule will be the same. It'll just flip next next year. Gotcha. So speaking of flipping uh, district uh, participants. Is Jesuit, uh, would, will they be uh, in the same district as Lake Highlands when they do the redistricting? Do you, do you have any, like, pulse on that at Yeah, all? they, you know, they're a unique piece because they don't have girls. Um, they are a private school, one of the very few few private schools that are in the UIL. Um, I think there's only two, right? Did we do this? Jesuit and Strake Jesuit. Jesuit and Strake Jesuit. There, there have been several kind of charter schools that have now also joined the UIL, uh, schools like Faith Family who's a 4A school in Dallas. Um, you know, not crazy about that, but um, the thing with Jesuit, uh, we've had them in our district. We love having them in our district. They're, they're super well coached. Their teams are very good across the board. Uh, it always makes you better playing against them. But the UIL does seem to kind of bounce them around a little bit. I, hmm. I don't think they like to leave them with the same groups for whatever reason. Maybe it's the thing with the not having girls or the fact that it is a private school, but they do kind of – seem to bounce them around, so um, I, I couldn't predict whether or not at the next realignment they'd be with us or not. Well, the reason I brought it up is mainly because of our experience uh, in their gym, which was uh, oh, much man. smaller than a Tritex cabinet. <laughs> um, you could not put a Tritex cabinet in those bleachers. I, I really, I think I drank from another guy's drink that was sitting in front of me just from osmosis. He just took a straw. Yeah, and I, and I needed to have one of the uh, talented surgeons in the building remove my knee from the guy's back. So this is, it's really more about accommodations more than it is actual uh, great competition, which Jesuit, of course, does provide. Um, just, you know, I don't really want to go back to the gym. Maybe it's I'll, tiny. Maybe I'll, yeah, I want to be up top next time. It's a good it's, good. it's a good gym for pickup games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a good gym. I, I'll tell you this. Our guys love playing over there. We've been the last, you know, three years or so. Our kids have just played really well, shot it really well. Yes. Uh, Trey seems to always get hot over there. Um, and that was a really good game for us. Um I, I, going back, I know that was almost two weeks ago, but um, Khalil's it, birthday. It was. It was. It, we came out. I was going to try and get the fans to sing "Happy Birthday" to him, but I couldn't figure out like while he's shooting free throws, while he's dribbling the <laughs> clock out, like which one? When, when are we going to get that in there? You were going to have Jesuit fans. No, not our fans. Ding dong. Happy birthday. Our fans okay. were sitting over I just there. Just want to clarify. You that were there. Been, that would have been an amazing pull for you to get Jesuit <laughs> to get in on that. Our kids definitely enjoyed quieting that crowd. They were they had a good student section, and and especially the start of the second half, I think we scored six straight possessions, yeah. And uh, they got real quiet. They did. They that really shut them up. Oh, that was very uh, noticeable. Uh, so back to Richardson, just real quick to to wrap things up. That's the last big test of the year on the road. Uh, always good to go get a win on the road. Um, and nine points when they're trying to take the air out of the ball probably seems and feels more like 16 points if we're going in real time. Uh, Trey leads the team with 21, but tied with Quentin uh, with 21 points as well. Um, but in addition, you had to be very impressed with uh, the defensive effort on Friday night. Uh, again, you said uh, Tim Jordan held the six points, uh, but also just making uh, Richardson um, a little bit more errant with the ball uh, than they would normally be. 
They had Rylan Griffin's brother go off a little bit, right? He had 19 or something. Yeah, he had a good game. We, um, you know, our game plan the first time around, we put a lot of attention on Tim Jordan and, and kind of did the same thing on Friday night, and that opened up some things for him, and, and he did have a good game. Um, but, yeah, it was it was kind of a tough uh, game for us. Didn't Things didn't go smoothly. You're coming off this weird snow break. Um, don't have a lot of practice time. Um, but, you know, I, I thought down the stretch we did. Our pressure bothered them. We sped them up. Uh, they turned the ball over at times, and, and we were able to convert on the other end and, and really started finding the open man, and uh, kids made big plays. And, and, again, knocked down free throws down the stretch to, to win it. And then Irving MacArthur on Saturday, the rare Saturday game. Um, <laughs> MacArthur was late. I think their bus got there at, at tip. So the game started about 10 minutes late. Uh Who's the who is the national anthem? Uh, Deja Perkins. Deja Perkins. It was awesome. a it was a beautiful version. It might have been the longest version of the national anthem I've ever heard in my life. But you it was it really good. It, it, it went over. Yes, if you were betting the over, it went over for sure. Uh, but uh, kind of. Oh, go ahead. Oh, she did awesome. She I, was great. She, she gave everything she had. We might uh, have her back. Let's see. So coasting to a 95-56 win, uh, it was 7-1 to one early, and this is when I noted to Brendan, it's 7-1, to one, we have three dunks and a free throw. <laughs> so Trey had a pretty sweet alley-oop, Samson had a couple of dunks on nice passes, Jalen Washington literally all over the court, stealing the ball and just running up and down. Uh, Quentin, I, I think he had, what did he have in the first half, 13? 16? It was something, he hit a bunch of threes. Yeah, maybe 13. One of those threes... Uh, got him to a thousand points for his career. So congratulations to Quentin Perkins. Yeah, congratulations, Q. Yeah. Uh, you've you've had an amazing season. Uh, we're definitely proud of you and your efforts uh, to culminate uh, to get to to four digits uh, in scoring. And uh, I think you got like nine hundred and ninety nine block shots. So it's <laughs> a double double guy. Yeah, quick too. That, great observation. Is he, he? I've never had a guard that blocks shots like him. I mean, he'll he'll have two, three, four blocks a game. He did it uh, the Richardson game. Uh, I know number twenty is a really good shooter for them. I, I think he blocked two or three of his three point attempts. Um, but yeah, really proud of him to see him get his thousand point. Um, you know, we don't talk a lot about that stuff as it as it approaches. You know, you don't want the kid kind of. Oh, I need this many, or you know, we just just play, and you know, we had kind of I mentioned some things to his parents before the game, and so they knew he was gonna gonna get there. Probably he was ten away going into the game, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that, this is a big time accomplishment for any high school player to to score a thousand points. I mean, that, if you think about you know how many games you have to play and how many points you have to score, I mean, it, it's a really big deal, and very proud of him. Um, and uh, just just been fun to see his growth over the last two years, not not only as a basketball player but as a person too. He's a great kid. So it was it was uh, the way I found out was the trainers were sitting right in front of me, feverishly with a poster board, <laughs> <laughs> like drawing up a thousand point poster board for Quentin. That's how I found out. So he he's the fourth player in the Coach Duffield era to reach a thousand points in a season. Uh, Noah McDavid, who's a sophomore currently at Tarleton State. Uh, playing for Billy Clyde Gillespie, which we'll get into a little bit later as well with our special guest. Uh, Preston Lawrence, who's a sophomore at Division II Rogers State. And, of course, our main man, Trey Johnson. So four guys to 1,000 points, two on this team. Pretty, pretty amazing. And really, really great work, uh, Quentin Perkins, my friend. Yeah, I think all three of those guys got a Marable home, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they did get a Marable home. <laughs> oh. Still no Marable homes handed out yet. I think for a thousand points. <laughs> a thousand points get you a home. All right. Controversial story uh, heard during snow days. Well, yeah. Everybody was yes. tuned in. Yeah, and th- I think this, this ties in because there's been a fair amount of blowouts this season. Yeah. I think that's really where we sort of thought, okay, let's ask Coach Jofield about this. Yeah, because at first there was a rumor going around that uh, somehow Lake Highlands played Dallas Lutheran on a Saturday. Which I, was, was I heard this story true. and I'm all like, is this is he talking about Lake Highlands? Like, uh, there was a lot of people who thought he was talking about Lake Highlands, and Coach Joe was getting some some grief around amongst various people that didn't seem to know that that was taken out of context. Although I know you do it. Um, <laughs> so, so I've seen you do it. Lo- local and area uh, celebrity Corby Davidson goes on uh, the ticket this week to talk about um, uh, his son, uh, who's a junior, I believe, and playing a basketball game in which they were outmanned 
um, and playing an opponent that they had already played, uh, in which the outcome of that game was fairly one-sided. So this was, you know, likely to be blowout number same, two in the same realm, and um, there was a substantial amount of full court press, and there was a substantial amount of non-substitution going on uh, up late in the game, beginning of the fourth quarter, kind of the scenario. And uh, Mr. Davidson took exception to that. And uh, at the conclusion of the game, his uh, uh, emotion led him over to the opposing bench with coaches and assistant coaches. And he spoke his mind about their policy and what their actions led <laughs> their to. Their policy. Uh, they write well, that down? <laughs> well, it was. We will, we will full court press up 100. Well, I'm saying that they made statements, apparently, that said, you don't understand what we're working on here. We're trying to do this, which would, in essence, be a policy. So, how would, I assume you've heard this story, and I don't want to rehash it, but I, I you basically just did. just did it. I don't want to do the whole thing. <laughs> rehash it, so, but I just did. have you ever been approached by a parent coach or um, or just an, an, a bystander, for that matter, on coaching practices while up a large number of points yeah i'm trying to think back uh i I can't really remember a time where i've had an opposing parent um come up in that sense you know i I definitely have you know most of those um experiences that i can remember have actually been kind of positive like a parent saying hey good job or you know complimenting a kid or um no, I mean, we have, I think this year too, I've, I have had um, a couple faculty members and different people uh, comment on some of our lopsided wins. Um, and it is a tough balance as a coach. I mean, I, I think first and foremost, you, you, you are focused on your team. Uh, you want to play a certain way. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I equate it to if, if, if a kid was running a track race, you know, are you going to tell them, if they're beating everybody by a lap to slow down, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think you necessarily want to do that, but I do think there's a way to win with class and, um, you know, making, like you're saying, making substitutions, getting back, not pressing, um, you know, taking your time a little bit. I, I do think those are things that, that you can do to win with class and character, but I have not had a, an opposing parent come up and, and kind of have that negative reaction or saying, you know, what are you doing? Um, and so. I think, you know, we, as even as fans, haven't seen your teams do that either. I mean, you're pretty liberal with the bench uh, towards the end of the game and, and not pressing, obviously. If there's a need to press, it always seems like you just want to speed the game up uh, and get it kind of moving a little bit, and then you kind of back off, right? Sure, sure. And, I mean, the other thing with that, too, is, I mean, a lot of times for us, if, if we've got a big lead in the fourth quarter – you know, we, we may be playing some of our players who, you know, maybe haven't played the last game or they didn't play, you know, or they only played limited minutes. Uh, so for them, that that two, three, they, they've been working their butt off. I mean, they've been working really hard every day in practice, you know, doing their best, trying to get better. And if that three or four minute time period is their time to go show what they can do and maybe earn some more minutes or, or help the team, you know, I want those kids to go out and, and play their best basketball. I mean, yeah. and so – you know, in, in those circumstances, you, you never want to – it's hard for me to tell a kid, hey, don't, you know, just take don't it shoot. back. Yeah, I mean, right. hey, yeah. We, we practice hard every day. This is your opportunity to shine. Go play, man. That's Show right. everybody Absolutely. what you can do. And that's kind of how we approach things. All right. Side story. Well, not side story. But I've been thinking about this since um, the Allen tournament because I noticed this. But I just hadn't had a chance to get in here. And since it's the last regular season episode, I'm going to do it now. So teams, high school teams, and apparel companies. I noticed that Allen has like a Nike swoosh in their logo. So do they have a deal with Nike? How do those deals come about? And then like what are those companies allowed to provide in terms of shoes or uniforms or basketballs or whatever it is? Yeah, good question. Um, a lot of districts, so in, in sort of multi-school districts like ours in Richardson ISD, uh, we do have a deal with Nike. So... Um, you know, and, and you can buy other apparel, but if, if we were say to play, uh, on an ESPN game, like the one we played against Cardinal Hayes, uh, we, we have to be in a Nike uniform. Um, and so when we buy, you know, uniforms and main things, they have to be Nike. Um, there are, uh, Nike elite high schools. So if you get designated an elite high school, then Nike does, um, 
take care of you and they'll send you some jerseys and sweats and things like that. Um, you know, we have, we've had discussions with those people at, at Nike and, um, you know, they didn't feel like they were ready. They're, they're actually scaling that back a little bit and not adding as many regular high school teams. Um, uh, but, but they did, uh, take care of us with a little bit of stuff this year. Um, and that's just, uh, you know, other schools, Adidas will do it. Um, I think there's some Dallas ISD schools that are sponsored by Adidas. There's some other schools and districts that are sponsored by Under Armour. Um, so it's really, a, it's a district thing first. And then, mm. um, you know, beyond that, they, you know, if you, if you can become an elite high school, then they can take care of you in some other ways. Seems like a great way for them to get guys on their side. I mean, like Trey, for instance, in this case, being the number one junior in the country, you know, get Nike to get Trey on their side. That's a pretty smart move to make Lake Highlands an elite team. And I don't know how much they would have to like shuffle those, you know, every year or whatever to sort of pick and choose. Um, but it, it, that's an, it, it was just an interesting topic. And I was just like, do they get like a bunch of shoes? Like, uh, do you got an exercise of 16s? Uh? Well, they, yeah, they needed one for yesterday, right? <laughs> we did need some extras for Urban Mac, but no, no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool deal. And, um, you know, we, we love Nike. All right. Um, Richardson, Irving MacArthur, uh, a couple other games in there. I can't Jesuit. remember because of the Jesuit. Oh, yeah. We went to that we one. had a buy. Yeah. And a buy. That's why it threw me off. Uh, but let's get to, of course, our Marable Holmes Player of the Week. Yeah, sure. We're, we, you know, we have, I think we had a repeat winner uh, last time, and I think we're going to have another repeat winner this week. We've got we to gotta go with our guy, Quentin Perkins. Uh, not only did he hit the 1,000-point mark, but really all three of those games, Jesuit, Richardson, Irving Mack, he was, he was really solid in all phases of the game, shooting it, scoring it def- defensively. So he's, he's got to be the player of the week. Filled up the stat sheet for sure. No surprises Congratulations there. to our second two-time winner, of the Marable Homes Player of the Week, Quentin Perkins. I think he gets a pool house with his house for Marable Homes. Is that I think the you double dip two on t- this one? Two time winners get a pool house. That's right. Fantastic. Ching. We, we ready? Let's put one in the jar. <laughs> um, yes, we are ready now. We are going to say goodbye and thank you so much for the regular season knowledge, Coach Duffield. Uh, we will discuss playoffs at some point in the very near future, as I will tease later, but I appreciate you being on yet again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Lake Highlands fans. We hope to see you last home game Tuesday night. I know they'll talk about it with Coach Kirk, but uh, I'd love to, love to have you guys all out for that game against Pierce. 100%. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Joe. We will do the microphone shuffle with the very – very special guest someone who actually played college sports (laughs) we have got none other than former texas a&m aggie great dominique kirk current lake highlands assistant coach defensive guru uh i'm gonna give you a tip to speak right up into that microphone but we are very very happy to have you here coach kirk Uh Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, All-state player at Brian Adams. Brian Adams turned out some players. Uh, Kenyon Martin, Brian Adams? Yes. Yes, sir. You? Who else? Give me some other Brian Adams oh, stars. Man, we got, um, got a couple of guys, man. Uh, my, from some of my teammates, uh, Chris and Kingsley and Sasha Pate, they all played uh, collegiate basketball. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, a couple of my teammates. Um, and we had a, a youngin that just actually left maybe about three years ago, Deuce. Um, he's playing collegiate basketball right now. So it's some pretty good talent. Also, you know, my brother played with King and Martin. He played uh, college basketball at uh, in Alaska, D2 school. Okay, very good. Uh, Coach Richard Johnson and Coach Duffield, both uh, Brian Adams folks. Is that where you knew them? Yes, yes. Okay. So uh, Coach Duff. Uh, you know, I still call him Coach Dove sometimes, um, but um, he was our, our, our freshman coach uh, my senior year. So he came in uh, during that time, and Shep, which is Richard Johnson, Shep. that's what we call him. We talked to Shep last <laughs> week. Great. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Right. Well, last and, episode. Jeez. And he used to come and help us uh, help us out and stuff like that. So it was a, it was a good mixture of of them guys, man, coming in. And they used to actually play open gym with us as well. Yeah. And they used to, you know, kick our butt. So <laughs> definitely help us out. Did, uh, so you kept that relationship up over the years, obviously. How did you get to Lake Highlands? So um, interesting story. Uh, Duff, he always, you know, we always 
horse kept in, in touch and stuff like that. And um, I know there was a couple of times where he wanted me to, to help him out, uh, especially uh, in Austin when mm -hmm. I was there in College Station. Um, I didn't have my certification. You weren't allergic to Austin at that point? <laughs> Probably was. Probably was. <laughs> And um, but yeah, he you know he wanted me to help him with that uh, the kids that he had over there, and um, they, I know he had a really good group, mm -hmm. and it was pretty sad that I couldn't really get it done because like I said, I didn't have my certification. Um, so, but I always you know been a fan of afar and stuff like that. But like I said, I'm, I'm always been a big uh, Duff fan, man, and you know he's like I said, he's my family. Um, I've been knowing him for over almost twenty years now, and I know that you know once. You know, he got the job back over here at Lake Highlands. I know he was going to do good things. And uh, for him to have a, a group like this and for him to bring me on, it's a blessing. Yeah, excellent. Well, I got to say that I am super excited about this. I've been talking about this since we decided to do it in October, <laughs> getting Dominique Kirk on uh, the podcast. Uh, I'll have you know, the feedback from uh, Richard's appearance has been at a fever pitch. Lots of people really big fans of Richard Johnson, apparently. You got a lot to live up to here. Oh, there we go. Everybody's a fan but Trey. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Um, so Aggie basketball, that is where, where I got to be uh, very familiar with your craft, which is, of course, defensive specialist uh, extraordinaire, or what we would call that. I know you're too modest to, to acknowledge that, per se. Um, but you did. You started every single game uh, at Texas A&M in your four years. I mean, that is a uh, that's something that really you don't see anymore. Typically, um, you know, you got to earn your way on. You know, spend at least a season. Um, usually a red shirt. Uh, well, certainly back in the day. Right. I'm calling this right. back in the day. I already had kids when we were playing. But um, <laughs> but in any event, uh, you did you, not. You, yeah, no, I absolutely did. Oh yeah, oh eight was your last year. Yes, yeah. that's fine. Um, I got it. Go so there, there you go, Scott. All all Big Twelve defensive player. Oh six, oh seven. Uh, NCA defensive All American and MVP of the Aggie basketball team. Um, there is a award down in College Station called the Dominic Kirk Award, uh, which is given to the best defensive player at Texas A&M. Now, did you, were you okay? Did you sign off that they could do that <laughs> using your name, image, and likeness? Yeah, there's a whole NIL thing now you could get after if you, you need know, that. Oh, man, I, I guess we're 15, 20 years too late. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't sign off on it, but it was definitely a great, great uh, deal to have, man. I'm, like I said, it's it's... It's a blessing. It's flattering. I, I didn't think they would do something like that, especially uh, that I was still there when they named it that. Oh, <laughs> so, really? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so a little it premature, guys. Right. So, um, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's been wonderful, man. That's um, like naming the, the park downtown Clyde Warren Park. It's like after a kid. Like, it's like Clyde oh. Warren's grandkid or something. Oh, okay. And, like, it's a, I'm like, the park's named after you? That's weird. <laughs> right. But, no, nah, it's... It's been an honor. Uh, it's been an honor to, to play all four years, um, to start all four years. Um, I didn't think that was going to happen, of course. When you come in there as a freshman, and I was only a three-star. It's not like I was a five-star recruit. Um, I just came in, just wanted to see if I can get some minutes, to be honest with you. You got a few. The minutes, <laughs> you got a few. Let me ask you this. Yes. So you had to do what – you went through something that most college players do not go through now, which is a coaching change. And right. why college players don't go through that nowadays mostly is because they do they player changes. They have a transfer portal. Yeah, I came to I came to, to College Station to play for um, Billy Clyde Gillespie, right. and I ended up with Mark Turgeon. That's kind of how uh, that's your story. But mm -hmm. most players don't have that kind of story, you know, moving forward. Right. Did you? Was that a difficult transition? Because they are two vastly different uh, style coaches. Did you have a a, a Big uh, transition going from Gillespie's uh, style to Turgeon's style. Um, there is a transition for sure. Um, like I said, you know, Coach G, man, he was a, a different type of, of coach when it, you know, getting your face, uh, making sure you're doing everything at a hundred percent. You know, tough nose. And I'm saying, I'm not saying Coach Turgeon wasn't that. He was a tough nose guy, but like I said, just different styles. Um, the good thing is, though, I had a. a pretty good relationship with Coach Turgeon even before him because he actually recruited me at Wichita State. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So uh, I kind of knew him already. Um, like I said, I, I kind of followed him a little bit out, throughout my career plan. Um, but uh, when he came in, it, it wasn't a bad transition. It was just more so, like I said, it's different, right? Right. Gillespie, like I said, full tilt, man. Like it's 
going at it, no hard. He seems intense. Very, very much. <laughs> Still to this day. All right, so let's go through a few of the, the stars you played with. Now, I've been following, so I went to Texas myself, so I cheered actually for you. I, I'm not really a, a cheer against other players. I, I cheer against the fans, but, but the players. You cheer, you cheer against the line, dude. You cheer against the line. <laughs> That's right. You guys were covering really good wonders in there. I'm just going to say that. Um, so, so AC Law, mm -hmm. Josh Carter. Yes. Uh, Martellus Bennett, Martellus Marty Bennett. B, baby, <laughs> Donald Sloan, DeAndre Jordan. That is a that's quite a cast of characters right there. Oh, very much so. Very would much you so. say? Would you say? And I thought this in uh, two thousand seven that AC Law is probably the best Big Twelve basketball player in terms of where he started to where he finished, maybe mm. in conference history. Oh man, that, that was my thought. That's a great question. Um, I'm gonna be a little bit biased and say yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, but he he definitely just. I mean, to see him from a sophomore to his senior year, um, so my freshman to my junior year, um, the growth that he had um, every year, year by year, it was amazing. Um, he did stuff that, you know. I guess in the end of history that nobody else done, you know, just game winners after game winners. But he was a great leader. He became right. such a clutch basketball player. Oh, very clutch. It was amazing. It was amazing. So on your to that end, when you were uh, being recruited, yes, uh, and when you went on your visit to A and M, who were who was your host or hosts? I guess it's a team effort. Uh, man, and I, what did you do on those trips? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you? No, it, it was. He did a it, it, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony B. It was um. It was actually funny because I I just talked about this not too long ago. Um. So AC and Antoine Wright was the two that actually showed me around, but it was one of those weird visits. It was actually during a school day, a school week. Was so it wasn't a weekend. It was actually during the school. A week. Oh, hey, and come to AM. Here's an animal husbandry class. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took me around the campus. Uh, well, before AC and Antoine uh, got to me, uh, they took me around campus uh, to see the campus, which I fell in love with. Uh, so we went to the movies and we went to Denny's. I never forget <laughs> that. And I'm like, Denny's. Yes, man. You know, <laughs> but, that is awesome. But it, it was definitely different. It was a different vibe. But man, I, I like I said, I fell in love with the campus. Um, I fell in love with you know the the, the meaning of of being a, an Aggie and stuff like that. So it was great. We'll have to share share those uh, meanings off off of my. Uh, <laughs> Brendan will chance. Brendan will get up right now and do an Aggie yell leader like oh, impression yeah? for you right oh, now. Well, I can't do that right now. Connected to the uh, headset, but maybe 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 later. So you played against uh, Kevin Durant's uh, Longhorn Longhorn team. He was only there for one season. Yes, and it was really Is he good. Is he pretty good? Is he all right? To this day, I still fight. I feel like he was the greatest uh, player that I ever played against. I sure. think I think he is the greatest pure scorer in NBA history. He is unstoppable. Oh, he's amazing, man. Like it's it, it's effortless to him. Yeah, I mean he's six ten, six eleven. That can shoot the ball anywhere. Handle the floor, it. Handle the ball. Yeah. You know who stopped him? New Mexico State round one. Now that's who stopped him. <laughs> uh, I'd just like to point that out. That was not my favorite tournament of all time. No. Um, but you did make... It was your favorite tournament of all time, though, baby. Oh, man. You know, I, I got to go with the Sweet 16, right? Yep. So, 07. Yeah, that, that was an uh, amazing, amazing run, man. But, you know, one rebound away from an Elite Eight appearance. Mm. That was a... Uh, that was a heartbreaker. I was, uh, I know exactly where I was when that game was played. I was on uh, Lower Greenville at, at a plate at a bar that's been changed five times. <laughs> you you then. have like the you have some sort of disease with like it's like photographic betting memory. I think no one has ever had this before. I think you have it. Uh, I don't think that's such a bad thing. Every time, every time we've had someone on there, you're like, "Oh, I know where I was in that game." Uh, Coach MJ, oh yeah, I know where I was when Mateen Cleves hit the shot. You know all these weird, definitely stories. You it's have. it's it's definitely fungus. Yeah. Um, well, I would say out of that mm -hmm. run, I mean, four years straight to the NCAA tournament. Your Aggies, by the way, now wow, what a turnaround they've had this season. Yes, uh, they just went eight and two. They got to eight and two in conference last night. Uh, Buzz, man. Um, like I said, he, he's a great coach. He was an assistant coach for, for us for two years. He dresses. He year. dresses better than Coach Duffield. Oh. 
Now, Buzz will dress, man. He'll dress up. Sure. Buzz will sweat through that coat in about five minutes. All the time. So do you get do you get down there for games when you can? Uh, when I can, yes. Uh, so um, I didn't get there last year. I think it was last year. But I got there maybe like the summer before the season started last year, and I, I went down there and talked to the guys, and Buzz brought me in, and he did a, a wonderful job, man, of kind of – at first I thought I was just going just to go and see the guys, see them practice and stuff like that, but he actually had like a – kid you not, like a 10 to 15-minute presentation about – me and about my God, we could have really used that for the podcast. It was, <laughs> oh man, it was it was amazing. It was to the point where I almost teared up. For real. It was like wow, I, I didn't think that I was that important. Oh. But to him and to 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 what I stood for for that program, it, it was it was wonderful. So let me ask you this: um, You went on after your career at Texas A and M. Yes. Um, obviously, uh, with many an accolade, go on to Turkey, hmm. Istanbul. Yes, sir. Man, what was that like? Or was it Constantinople? <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, up. It was, it was beautiful. It really was. It was beautiful out there. Yeah, I actually enjoyed myself, um, you know, just becoming a professional basketball player. That's something that I really had to learn. Um, you know, of course, playing in college, you know, you go to school, study hall, weights, and all that stuff. But when you become a professional, you really got to, like I said, it's professional, man. You got to take it serious. You got to be able to do it day in, day out. How many how many games a season were you getting in uh, overseas? So it's it's pretty similar to um, college a little bit because you know, we, we played maybe like once a week, uh, maybe twice. But it was only like 30 to 40 games. Both times, though, that I was there, actually, the season ended short for me uh, because of maybe, like, some financial reasons and stuff like that over mm-hmm. there. But, uh, but yeah, you only get maybe around 30 to 40, then you probably have playoffs and stuff like that. Did you go for the league? Like, how that, how was that experience? What happened? Right. Uh, so, I did have a couple of workouts. I had one with the Spurs, and um, I had a, um, a workout with the Hawks as well. Um, so, but it, both of them was great experience. Uh, I do remember uh, Coach Pop uh, was kind of you know, watching us work out and stuff like that. He was on the treadmill the whole time, and um, it was kind of cool just to see him and see like how they work and stuff like that. It was a pretty good workout, definitely. I bet. Awesome. What was your experience like getting recruited? You know, I, I think that I think that that's probably going to be a big help right. to the guys today, right? Trey and mm-hmm. and Samson's already signed, but. Quentin's Jaylen. got a few offers, and, yes. or, and Jalen's got a few offers. So, um, you know, what was your experience like? Um, it was – it could be nerve-wracking a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, you just want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get that, you know, out that way and stuff like that. But, you know, I was a late recruit. Um, I didn't play AAU basketball until going to my junior year in high school. So, it, it wasn't like I was, you know, getting seen like that. But when I put myself out there and, and played as, as hard as I could – uh, but yeah, you know, college coaches—they, they, you know, that's what they do. That's mm-hmm. their life. You know, mm-hmm. they come in and they, they want to make sure that you know you're the right kid for their program. So it could be hectic, but at the same time, is you got to enjoy that process as well. So who was the runner-up in your process? Obviously, you went on to be a, a player at a And What was who was who was the runner-up in your uh, chase? So uh, like I mentioned, uh, Richita State, where Coach Turgeon, I know they they came up to the school and um, and they had a a wonderful presentation as well. Uh, Miami came late, um, and also uh, Washington State came late as well. But um, but my junior year, going to my senior year, uh, Liberty University was the only school that actually offered me a scholarship. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's an all-Big 12 defensive player of the year, all-American defensive player. <laughs> Liberty was the only offer after junior year. So, kids out there that are listening, keep working at it. Always. You can always be a great player. I tell my fourth graders, my first before we leave the bench, where are we going to win the game? Hmm. Defense. Yes, sir. That's what you got to do. Always. Awesome. Uh how much how much ball do you still play? Uh not much lately. Uh but uh, I was in the league maybe like a year and a half ago. Um and, you know, just a bunch of fouls. Yeah, I think oh. I'm, I could be in that league. <laughs> Speaking of fouls, I, I spoke with uh, my friend Jeff Swope um, over the weekend. Gotcha. He um, 
we played basketball in high school together. He's the most efficient fouler I've ever seen. <laughs> he would literally be called into the game and he'd have three fouls in like one minute. Hey, there we go. Quite an amazing uh, accomplishment Maybe on the defensive end. That's, That's great right. as long as they're not in the backcourt doing stuff that doesn't need to be done. I want a hard foul at the rack so they have to go to the line and earn it. That's, that's just the way it is. Atta boy. All right, let's get into our most famous segment. Nice. The Full Court Press with Coach Kirk. And I promise I'll do this. Okay. <laughs> no cheating. College Station or Istanbul? Oh. Um, I'm definitely going to say College Station because I don't want any of my Aggie family to go. <laughs> so, yes, College Station. Brendan, College Station or Istanbul? <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> uh, that is amazing. That's it. I'm taking Istanbul. Sorry. There we go. There we go. I'll take College Station. There we go. All right. Hunting, fishing, or what other outdoors mm. things? And I, we only ask this because of the College Station thing. Oh, they okay. do a lot of hunting and fishing in, in Aggie Yes, Land. they do. You know, I've I never been hunting, so I'm going to go fishing. Um, uh, my pops, uh, he likes to fish a lot, so uh, I'll say fishing. You do golf? Anything else? Yes. Um, I, I I only played nine rounds before. I never played a full 18 holes. Um <laughs> <laughs> it seems long. Just because. Um, Do you I, like golf? Yes, I've never played a full I, I, eighteen holes. Yeah, I you like love it. it. But I don't. I, it's, it's one. It's definitely one of the most difficult sports of all time. I don't think Brendan and I have actually played a full eighteen holes either, and we play plenty of golf. <laughs> we don't play eighteen with with full intent on being good. That's, that's right. Go. That's, that's go. better. All right. Favorite movie. Oh man. Um, I've always been a big fan of The Matrix. Oh, but, okay. Um, one of my all-time favorites, uh, two of them, is Bagger Vance. I don't know if you ever yeah, heard of that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've read the book. Oh, man, great movie. Uh, Will Smith played it really good, him and McDaniel. Yeah. And uh, Paid in Full. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that would be two of my favorite movies. Awesome. Brendan, favorite movie, go. Uh, well, I'd just like to hope that Matt Damon kept uh, <laughs> Will Smith's wife out of his mouth. My favorite movie, I thought we already did. I know, we did. Uh, I will take, for my favorite movie, uh, Batman uh, with Jack Nicholson. Let's nice. do that one next. I'm right. still taking Step Brothers. Because <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put out the picture this week. Let's do it. I have the next question. I'm no, I'm going to do the next one. You do the last one. Because I like your defense one that you sent. Favorite current song or group? Ooh. Um, favorite. I don't, I don't know if I really have a favorite song, but my favorite group. Got to go with New Edition. New Edition is yes. currently your favorite group. Oh, current. I mean, yeah, even currently. <laughs> <laughs> that is current, man. <laughs> that, that is. Still, they still bringing out music, I guess. Uh, Brendan, favorite song or group? Pink Floyd. Next. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. I'll take. Uh, I'll that. take Zeppelin. All right. We're classic Rivals. rock guys. There we go. Last question in the full court press. Yes. Came up with this as I was uh, running red light to get here on time. Mm-hmm. How many Aggies does it take? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Gary Payton mm-hmm. or Bruce Bowen, defensive player. Ooh, as a defensive player. That's yeah. right. We're going strictly, strictly defense. The glove. Wow, man. Um, Look at me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, so good, Joe. That's Still a good one, these guys. I'm going to go with Gary Payton, and the reason why is that GP was, he, he talked a lot of trash, which it's is great, fine. which it's is fine. amazing. Yes, but um, my brother, uh, Prep, that was his favorite player, and I remember him talking about Gary Payton all the time, and him kind of watching him and studying his moves a little bit um, on the defensive end, uh, the way he can move laterally and also kind of use his, you know, his chest. And like, he just, he, he really, really was a good, um, laterally quickness guy. And like I said, he's a great defensive player, man. And Bruce Bowen, of course, he's, he's been great, but you know, I, I seen Kobe do what, you know, Kobe do that to everybody. So yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> How about you, Scott? You got something on that? I just like the nickname, The Glove, so I'm going with Gary Payton. Perfect. What a great defensive nickname that is. I referred to my 
parenting style is the glove. It's Gary Payton. I said I'm the Gary Payton of being a dad. I'm on those kids. Yeah, that turned out to be that's how you do it. True. Yeah. It was it was good early on, and then they got mobile, and that was then I was that was too much effort for me. <laughs> and that is of course our full court press with Coach Kirk. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's preview the next uh, three games, and then we'll talk a little bit about the playoffs. Um, senior night. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, 7 p.m., J.J. Pierce comes to Lake Highlands. I want this game sold out immediately. Yes, sir. Go to Brush Fire. Uh, get your tickets now. Come recognize our great seniors, uh, uh, Samson and Quentin and Warren and Ethan and... Chidi. Chidi. Khalil. Khalil. Is that it? I was arguing with Hawker the other night that, that Chidi was a junior. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, senior night on Tuesday. What are we going to see from Pierce besides Jessica Simpson? <laughs> uh, I mean, they're they're well coached team, well coached team. Uh, they got you know uh, some good players. They have one really good player that you know, like I say, he gave us a little bit of fits when we was there. Uh, you know, but like I say, as long as we play our game, you know, uh, make it hard on them. Um, they probably going to do just like they did the first game, kind of you know, run some of the clock, you know, dribble handoff stuff and try to attack off the dribble and stuff. But we'll be prepared and uh, just go out there and play our game. At Nimitz on Friday, uh, 7 p.m. at Irving Nimitz, uh, what do we see from the Nimitz squad? Uh, pretty similar. Like I said, they, they, they're going to, like I said, just they're going to play their game. Uh, like I said, as long as we go out there and, and pay attention to personnel, and I tell the guys that all the time, when we, when we go out there and, and – Focus on defense. It's all about personnel, knowing who you're guarding. Because we do a lot of, you know, probably some switches with the guards and stuff like that. So just know who you're guarding. Know who you're guarding and go out there and just play hard. And for the ladies. For the ladies. Is that me? I'm the lady? Valentine's Day. At Irving, the last game of the regular season, 7 p.m. on Valentine's Day. If you want to have a hot date, I've always said, Lake Highlands at Irving <laughs> is the best. You can still get that reservation, I think. I today. don't know, man. I think Brush Fire is going to go through the roof on that and I break that thing. For sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk playoffs just a bit. Yes. Um, when is the first game supposed to be? Ooh. Um, the week after that. The week after that. Oh, that's my birthday. 21st. I'm spending my birthday at a Lake Highlands playoff there basketball game. Um, who is our likely opponent, Joe? Do you know? Arlington Bowie. Bowie. Arlington. So we're going to play Arlington Bowie, and the girls are going to play Arlington Bowie? Could be. Oh. That's just so that Joe can get the doubleheader so he can get Kate, Kate <laughs> and then his own squad. That's right. Uh, have you have you uh, watched any tape on Bowie yet? Not just yet. Like I said, I've been pretty focused on our guys in our district and stuff like that, but I know pretty soon, uh, you know, Duff and Zach and Shep and Stu, we, we're all kind of going to get to that point where we get focused on these opponents and, you know, really make a run at this. So if we make a run at it, yes, we've got Highland Park, Plano East, uh, Allen. Um, the, who? Arlington Martin. Arlington Martin. Yes. A um, couple really good good schools in our region. Right. Um, what What does our side of the bracket look like, Joe? What does the other side of the bracket look like? HP's on the other side because they're in our district. Yeah. Highland Park and Allen will be on one side. Highland Park and Allen. Arlington Martin and Arlington San Houston are tied for the lead in that district. So that's, hmm. that, that's got to shake out. Okay. Um, All right. So we'll have, Plano East will be on our side of the bracket, though. Yes. Okay. Well, we've already played Plano East once in the Allen tournament and right. beat them. But uh, the playoffs is a whole different ballgame. Yes, sir, it is. Um that's when, you know, you know, you weren't like guaranteeing one game. You guaranteeing one game. So everything, every possession matters, you know, loose balls, 50-50 balls, rebounds. It's very important, very important. So, you know, we'll stress that a lot when it comes to, to that time where, like I said, every possession matters, man, every possession. I think that's great. You know, Brendan and I actually noticed real early in the season your passion for coaching the defense, you know, really leaning in, telling them to block out, Telling them to stay in front, don't foul, don't reach. Um, a lot of the things Big that I try to do. Sliding. Yes. <laughs> a lot of things I try to do with fourth graders. Um, but it does become doubly important in the playoffs. And I love that uh, every possession counts. Every possession means something. It does. It does, man. Because, like I said, we're talented on the offensive end. We know that. We know we can score. 
But there's times where we might face against another talented team that can score too. Yeah. It all comes down to who can play the better defense, who can rebound the ball. So that's where it comes down to. Awesome. Brendan, what do you got? Uh, let's let's go ahead and tease that playoff opportunity for uh, some other people besides. I mean, we've given away all of Blake's home, so we're going to need somebody <laughs> else to step up into, into that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Oh, I'm just yeah. talking about for Coach Kirk. Well, I have a million. I mean, is he going to sponsor? Kirk, but do you I'm think you can get you, A&M to sponsor? This is be, I don't. Oh, that'd be great, though. Call up Buzz. We can get Buzz on. Let's get Buzz on. I know, right? I can. Right. I can be. Buzz. I don't know if Buzz would come on here. It's maybe too hot for him down here in the basement <laughs> of chaos. That means that guy needs a cool 65 degrees. Oh yeah. We're gonna get the Stephen F. A. Coach on. Stephen F. A. Who said that? Lumber, Lumberjack. Lumberjack. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, thank you very much. Oh, man. Thank you all. I really appreciate this. Love having you, Dominique. We appreciate your time. Uh, You can catch uh, the Lake Hooplins podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, at Lake Hooplins. Uh, You can reach out to us for playoff sponsorship opportunities as well. Scott at linesight2020.com. That's L-I-N-E-S-I-G-H-T 2020.com. Or Brendan at linesight2020.com as well for those playoff sponsorship opportunities. And let me tell you this. We obviously are really hoping for a deep run. Brendan and I are going to do a pod every game. Every single game? We're going to preview the playoff game. We're going to recap the previous game. Uh, we'll have a closing podcast uh, as well when the season's over. If we get to San Antonio, we're going to do a live podcast. I think we maybe maybe should do a live podcast before then. I Ty- know that there's people talking about wanting to do that. Tycoon Flats is a great patio situation near Trinity University. That's what I'm aiming at. I, I was my sights were so a little higher. I want to do it at the Alamo. At the Alamo. <laughs> we're talking about defense here, right? <laughs> Uh, we thank our presenting sponsor, of course, for the last regular season game, last regular season podcast, Tritex Cabinets. That's www.tritexcabinets.com. Thank you, Trey. We are going to put an honorary cabinet in the basement of chaos just for you. <laughs> it's going to be called the Trey Chapman Basement of Chaos Cabinet. Uh, How do you feel about that? Is that good? I think it's great. All right. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Coach Joe. Thanks, Coach Dominique. Thank you to the coaches. Thank you to the fans. Let's get you out for senior night, and let's go to the playoff games. Congrats, Q. And we will talk to you next week.